Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hey, folks, welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis. I'm on staff with FCA here in Idaho. And our guest today on Heart of the Athlete is a former uh, former co-host of Car- <laughs> Heart of the Athlete, right? Yeah. Pastor Gary Moore. Gary, welcome to Heart of the Athlete today. Good to be here, Ken. Well, it's great to have you on. And uh, uh, I know you were... Um, you, you had some coaching experience in, in, in basketball, actually at the collegiate level, right? Yeah, I actually did some. Yeah, I did some coach when I was in graduate school. I was a science major in, in graduate school. I got a master's degree in anatomy and physiology, which every pastor should have. <laughs> but uh, I was one of the only people that had a contract with the athletic department as a graduate assistant coach at South Dakota State, at the, mm-hmm. the Jackrabbits. The Jackrabbits. Yeah. That's a great mascot. Oh, it, it was. It was a great rivalry between us and the University of South Dakota, which I, I, I'll tell you about, because I think for the people this would be interesting, because I was there one time. Uh, I, was, I, would, I did all the at-home games. I was up in the press box with a, set of he- with a headset on down to one of the other assistant coaches at, on the bench. And then I did a lot of, I did most all of the scouting for us. And, uh, but we were getting ready for a home game with the University of South Dakota. And one of the other coaches said to me, he said, well, you better be prepared because this is a rivalry like you have never seen. Uh And I said, oh, come on. I've been involved in rivalries. I've been playing ball all my life. He said, no, this is one you, 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 you won't, you won't believe this. (laughs) So we were down at the university in Vermilion at the University of North Dakota. Our guys are, our, our mascot is jackrabbits, obviously. So our guys are out warming up, getting ready for the ball game. They start throwing dead jackrabbits out of the stands. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> there were jackrabbits all over the And what really almost caused a riot, one of our guards, I'll never forget his name. His name was Vern Schoolmeister went over and picked up one of the jackrabbits by the ear and threw it up into their student section. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And the place just went nuts. Well, then, a few weeks later, they came came up to our place to play in Brookings. So I was down. And what's their mascot? They are the coyotes. Uh Uh-oh. So I'm down to gym early doing my thing, what the things I need to do to get ready before the the ball game, things I'm assigned to do. And one of the other coaches said, did you see it? I said, what? He said, look up in the rafters. <laughs> I look up in the ceiling, and there's a dead coyote hanging in the ceiling. Oh, my. So when they came out <laughs> and they were doing their warm-ups, they let this dead coyote, oh. down, coyote down into the center of the court, and our mascot went out and stomped on oh it. My. <laughs> wow. But it was, it was crazy. Yeah, and I did some coaching in Indiana when I was working for the Church of God at their national offices. Mm -hmm. I got their board to, um, I asked if they would let me off at 3 o'clock in the afternoon Mm -hmm. 
And I was assistant basketball coach at Anderson University. So you could get to practice. <laughs> so yeah, I could get yeah. to practice and do the things there. Yeah. And went to one of Bobby Knight's. Uh, Bobby Knight hold used to hold, when he was at uh, IU, he used to hold a, an open practice session for the coaches. So we'd go and watch. And there were, I don't know, there was probably at least 3,000 coaches there. I mean, they'd come from all over the place to see how he would run his things. Right. And then he would talk to us after we observed practice for a while and stuff. And that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But uh, very interesting. One of the things, he had a lot of uh, guys that were, you know, just helped out on the program type of thing. But they were all on scholarship. At that practice, if a ball went out of bounds, a guy didn't have to chase it. He was handed another one. Wow. (laughs) Uh, When you went out, you never went out and just shot around. Someone always didn't guard you hard, but there was always a hand in your face. Hmm. No west, no wasted energy or anything. Everything was really designed, laid out. This is what we do. Boom, boom, boom. And Knight did very little coaching during practices. Hmm. In fact, he said, "If I have to, if I have to do much coaching, we're in trouble." He said, hmm. "My assistants do most of the coaching." Hmm. But uh, it was wow. it was interesting. It was <laughs> and. Uh, for people who have been around long, they would recognize the name of Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. Phil Jackson played at the University of North Dakota when I was at South Dakota State. And I I scouted that guy more times than you can believe. Mm-hmm. He was a player there. And his coach was Bill Fitch, who later on went on to be the coach of the Boston Celtics. Right. And stuff. So it was wow. kind of crazy. <laughs> well, and then you have a unique uh, connection with uh, John Elway's father, right? Uh, yeah, John Elway's father you grew was up, grew up in Port Angeles, Washington. Port, in yeah, Washington John State. Elway was born in Port Angeles, Washington, and that's where I grew up. My parents moved up there when I was starting the fifth grade to help start a church, to plant mm-hmm. a church. And so I was there all the way through my high school years. And Jack Elway, John's dad, coached football and basketball at the high school and for one of the years that i played varsity he was my coach that Mm. was his last year of varsity basketball coaching he stayed on just doing football but yeah Mm. so yeah i've always been a follower just because of that i followed john's career then you know i followed jack as he went from there to grace harbor to washington state you know and then wow Different places, so yeah, out there on the Olympic Peninsula. Yep. Oh yeah, scrim great, and great place. Yeah. Great place to grow up. Beautiful area. Gorgeous. Yep. Gorgeous. Yep. Well, fun stuff. Well, uh, folks, um, we've got some messy events coming up, and that's one of the reasons Gary's on the program today on Heart of the Athlete. And one of the one of the events we have coming up is actually next weekend up in McCall. We have FCA Idaho Couples Getaway. And it's a marriage conference, right. and Gary will be leading that and facilitating that, and uh, uh, so we're excited about that. We also have uh, we'll have worship as well, and some great food and some great fellowship, and um, so that is coming up November eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth in McCall. And uh, you can get more information at fcaidaho.org, and people can sign up for that. Still, couples can still register. You can, you can register there and get some more info. And um, Gary, what excites you uh, about couples to get away for a weekend, kind of leave the normal rut- routines of a weekend to get away to a place like McCall and be able to concentrate on, on you know, obviously you're leading this one, but the, just in general, be able to, to do that and to focus on their marriage. Well, the thing about relationships is, is nobody's ever taught us how to do them. 
I went through all the way through graduate school. I didn't have a course in doing relationships. Mm-hmm. They're just supposed to automatically happen. Well, I had one that didn't automatically happen. It ended after 30 years when I came home one night. My wife said, I don't want to be married anymore. I'm going to be leaving. Mm-hmm. And she did. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very... That began a search for me as to why, what, mm-hmm. what's involved, this kind right. of thing. Gloria Steinem, she's not a great theologian of any stretch, but she has a she has a great quote that says, the final stage of healing is using what happens to you to help other people. Mm-hmm. And so I be, when I came on staff here at Cloverdale, I, it was obvious that we had a need. Mm-hmm. And so I began to do some research into that whole area and got myself certified on a lot of different, using a lot of different tools and different things. But it's just, people don't know what to do. It's not mm-hmm. that we wouldn't do what we need mm-hmm. to do. We don't know what to do. Right. And so we don't recognize when things are happening. And by definition, if you can't recognize it, you can't deal with it. And so I put together a program, I call it Mutual Understanding Method, mm-hmm. I actually own a trademark for it, to help people in this whole education process so they can learn ahead of time what to be looking for and things so that they don't have to begin that education mm-hmm. after the things almost exploded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so that's really my passion is to teach people ahead of time what right. to do that's cool. And then so they don't experience some of these things. They can look for different things. Oh, okay. I see what's that. Uh, okay. And because if we don't have mutual understanding, what happens is when my spouse does something that I don't understand, I assign motive as to why she's doing it. Mm-hmm. And we try to I, fill in the blanks don't yeah. we, to f- figure out their motivation. Don't yeah, we? her yeah, motivation. I, yeah, I assign motivation. Well, every time we assign motivation, our default is to protect our own position. Mm-hmm. And besides, we men are horrible at this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the women are much better at it than we are. But still, it's so we have an impasse. Right, right. So as I tell people, communication is not the key to your marriage. Mutual understanding is. Because mm-hmm. without mutual understanding, you won't have any communication. Yeah. Yeah, and, we jump to conclusions a lot, oh, don't we? Oh, we, we, yeah. all the time. Yeah. All the time. And we're very selfish people. Since Adam and Eve messed it up in the garden, we're basically selfish people. We've done a good job of we continuing have perfected that on. It. Yes, <laughs> we have, we've, we've made an art out of it. Yeah. Well, um, I'm excited for my wife and I, Judy and I, to be up there this the next weekend. And um, we still have room for more couples. Yeah, don't we? And, and there's a lot of humor involved in it. It's educational. It's not threatening to one side or the other. I know most guys don't like to come to these kinds of things because, yeah. we, you know, feelings. I had one once, but I don't want to talk about it and <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. But it's 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 very much a non-threatening way to take a good look at your relationship, not only your relationship, but God's design, right? And how does that fit right. in my real world that I have to live in? Yeah, why did why did God put those two people together? Yeah, and their purpose and their calling, and and that's what we're excited about, and and that's why you know it's one of the events that we do every year. That I know Ryan Seals and I and some of our other staff that have been up there. We just we love this event. I know many people just you know feel like man, this is 
you know, we, we feel like as a staff, this is one of the things we do all year. That's maybe one of the most important things we do. Um, you know, cause we'll have coaches and spouses there. We'll have parents of kids that have come to FCA camp. There's and you, so you don't have to be involved in FCA to come to this FCA Idaho couples getaway, but, uh, you could be listening on the radio right now and, <laughs> and want to, want to come up if you're, if you've, uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a volunteer with FCA to do that. So we're excited about doing that and uh, excited about having you come up. Well, it, it, it'll be, it's, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. We'll have a good time with yep. it. We're going to have some good food and uh, some good meals up there and some, uh, some free time, quite a bit of free time on Saturday afternoon and uh, just to go out and, explore it looks like we're gonna have snow up in mccall this next yeah. week <laughs> every day it looks like on the forecast and we want to we want to continue talking about marriage ministry here in just a, a moment but also want to give a shout out to our fca idaho bowl breakfast that we have each year in conjunction with the famous idaho potato bowl and uh you know this the bowl game here has been going for quite a few years hasn't it and uh yeah. we're excited about partnering with them and providing a great event and so the the bowl game this year is december tuesday december 20th and our bowl breakfast is december 19th the day before on monday morning at 7 30 at the boise center and our speaker this year is chad hennings chad is a three-time super bowl champ uh with the dallas cowboys he played uh he's a starting uh defensive lineman and uh but he also was in the air force he went oh. to the air force academy and fulfilled his commitment to the Air Force and the United States government by being an Air Force fighter pilot in the first Gulf War. Boy, that's my typical picture in my mind of a professional lineman. I don't see him in a cockpit. Yeah, that's one of the questions I want to ask Chad. Is <laughs> like, Chad, get in, yeah, how did, how you did do he that? get in there? Yeah, and he was in the A-10, so you know, we oh, have, wow. we have the A-10s yeah. here in Boise. And uh, so we're excited to welcome Chad here to Boise to be our speaker. And... Um, so we'll have uh, registration will be up and running this next week. And uh, if you want to sponsor a table or if you want to grab your, your son or daughter's, you know, club team, junior high team, high school team, or FCA huddle and bring them to this event, it'd be a great event. And we have actually a special Q and a time with high school and junior high athletes after the bowl breakfast um, immediately after. And so, Anyway, we're really excited about this, and uh, it'll be fun to have Chad up here. And I think it's the first time we've had a, a Dallas Cowboy player, yeah. too. We had Ken Hutcherson. He was drafted by the Cowboys, but finished his career, played most of it with the Seahawks. And uh, so we got a Dallas Cowboy player, which we're excited about that. So, <laughs> Well, uh, folks, if you're just joining us here today, we're visiting with uh, Pastor Gary Moore, who's going to be our uh, our keynote presenter and, and facilitator at uh, the Seattle Couples Getaway next weekend, November 11th, 12th, and 13th up in McCall. And Gary, you know, I'm going to shift. I mean, you were briefly, you know, you were talking about kind of your why, your purpose in being involved in uh, marriage ministry. And uh, why is it important for churches to be involved in marriage ministry? Well, the family, the family is the foundation. And the family's in trouble in our country. Mm-hmm. And God's design is such that the family is the foundation mm-hmm. and that marriage is such a real part of this whole thing. In fact, as you read scripture, he constantly compares the relationship with Christ and the church as a marriage relationship. I'm not sure a lot of people would want to put their image of their marriage relationship into that framework. 
it doesn't fit too well. Right. But it's so very, very important. And the other reason that I feel it's really important, in the church, we need to be able to talk about anything. Mm-hmm. We need to be the ones that generate the conversation rather than react to the world's conversation. Mm-hmm. So we need to initiate the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. Because then we have the, then we can control the conversation. We have the parameters. Then, otherwise, all we're doing is constantly reacting to the world's view, and we always look like we're on the negative side because we're in this, we're campaign, you know, we're going against what their view is. We're mm-hmm. always in the adversarial position instead of we're leading the conversation yeah. because we feel it's important. God's work. Mm-hmm. The family itself is so important and the foundation for our kids, putting the things in place. When you when you look at relationships and all the moving parts, and there's mm-hmm. just a jillion moving parts in a relationship, it's amazing how many of those parts are so affected by our families of origin. Mm-hmm. We need to get those families of origin right. Mm-hmm. That's part of our legacy. And in fact, when you read in Genesis, uh, this is one of my little soapboxes, but when you read in Genesis and it says, for this reason, a man will leave his husband and father and will cleave to his wife. Mm-hmm. It said, well, there's a couple of things in that. Number one, there wasn't anybody to leave and cleave. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve were the only people there. So that's a design statement. But it says a man will leave. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say an adolescent. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. So we as parents have an obligation to raise a many adult, if you will, and when they leave, when they leave, they have this adult stature to begin to this to enter into that family right. relationship. Right. And that's very, very important. And this if we don't leave properly, we can't cleave properly. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that don't leave properly. Wow, that's that's good. I mean, you're going back to like you said the origins and the and the purpose that God put together. Yeah, that He original. He going back to His original His intent, original design back in the Book of Genesis. It yep. was perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. That yeah. was His perfect design. Yeah. So we in the church then mm-hmm. need to be responsible for getting this design back on track. Yeah, that should be very should be a large portion of what we do. Right. Yeah. That's good. So good. Well, um, I, it was interesting. I got my hands on a, a recent report from, by the Barna uh, Research Group, and uh, it's uh, the state of marriage and relational ministry in churches. And um, this just came out here this last, I don't know, few months. And uh, I want to get your take on a couple of things I read in here on some percentages. Okay. Yeah. So here we go. Huh. 63% of evangelical churches have an ongoing marriage ministry. Sounds pretty good. Well, right? it, yeah, it would be interesting to see what the definition of ongoing marriage ministry is. Th- that's a key, right? Ongoing. If it's just key, a one ongoing's in- one thing. That's a piece of it. But so, what does that entail? Mm-hmm. That's uh, how does that right. to fit that definition? I'd love to see what they call an ongoing. Right. Ongoing, I can understand, but just marriage ministry. What is that? And does that surprise you that it's? 63%. It's not actually not higher. It's not like in the 80s. No, this actually, I'm sort of surprised it's that high. Hmm. Okay. Because a lot of churches I've been in, it's an afterthought if it's a thought at all. Right. 
Well, which kind of leads me to this next one, that 71% of evangelical churches report not paying anyone on their staff to run a marriage ministry. Yeah. That's pretty high. Yeah, it is. And it's a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of pastors don't do a good job of counseling in marriage ministry even. Mm -hmm. And it's a... You really have to devote a lot of, and and that's because you can only, you can only, you only have so much time, so you can only be expert in certain things. You can't be expert in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's another reason then to have staff people or right. outside counselors that you have agreements with that work with you right. and your church staff or yep, that whatever. Aligned theologically, Jesus first counselors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, this next one is interesting. This one, it kind of surprised me. 80% of evangelical churches report spending 0% of their ministry budget on marriage ministry. 80% spending zero. Yeah. You probably don't see it as a line item in many church budgets. Mm -hmm. Now, it may be a piece of what they do under adult education or some other type of thing, but I've never seen a church budget I've seen church budgets that have counseling as a line item, mm-hmm. but I've not seen them that would have marriage ministry as a line item. Mm-hmm. Well, and I this next one, and maybe we'll we'll just be the last one we talk about here just briefly, is that ninety six percent of evangelical churches report spending zero percent of their ministry budget on singles and healthy dating ministry. Yeah, singles and singles and healthy dating ministries are are difficult ministries. Yeah. Because a lot of times, if you're not really careful about how they're set up and how you run them, what they become is a a dating service. (laughs) Yeah. The singles go to them on the hunt, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that happen. And at one time in Portland, it used to almost be a humorous thing this church in the Portland metro area is strong and stuff, and then that one would devolve and become that, and then it would come up over here, and then this other church over here now is the strong one, mm-hmm. and they're do- and it would it just sort of moved around the mm-hmm. metro area, <laughs> yeah. But it is a it's a difficult ministry yeah. because it requires it re- especially requires a lot of time commitment mm-hmm. because singles have time on their hands, and so they need to okay how do we come together, have fellowship, do the healthy things, learn the healthy things we need to do. Right. And things. So it, it, it takes some real commitment. Yeah. Real commitment. Well, it's so important. And that's why, we're, that's why we're doing it as a FCA ministry, and we want to help support the churches in that too. And so um, I know we just have just a short time here but left. But, um, you know, folks, if you're interested – and you know a, a couple, or maybe you and your spouse are interested in, in getting involved with this and want to get away for a weekend, go to fcidaho.org, and you can get in contact with us, and we can answer any questions about the weekend. And so we're excited about that. And Gary, yeah. thanks for being a Heart of the Athlete today, and thank you be for uh, being on the show years ago and again today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been a long time since I've been on. <laughs> but also partnering with us in pouring into marriages and 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 seeing God bless them and seeing them thrive. Yeah, we want I'm to see excited them about it. We'll have a good time. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks again for being Thank a hard athlete. Thanks for listening today. 
If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.